0: Hey guys, in this episode, I am joined by one of my favorite YouTubers, Olivia Cara. Olivia grew a massive following online through her raw and honest storytime videos and has also shared her love of dance music on her channel with her festival vlogs. Today, we chat about her journey on YouTube, her favorite insomniac events, and she gives some tips and advice for aspiring creators. We also swap EDC Las Vegas stories and read some of the emails you guys submitted for your craziest festival stories. I have a lot in store for you this episode, so let's get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Guys, we did it. It's been a hundred episodes, you guys. This is it. This is Rave Culture Cast number 100. Can you believe that? I'm honestly like in disbelief. This is unreal. I wasn't sure what to do for this episode. In my head, I was like building it all up, and I was like, I have to do something super special. But honestly, I just, I just want to say thank you. Like, I just really want to say thank you. It would not be possible to do a hundred episodes without you guys, listening and supporting and sharing and like doing all the things, spreading this by word of mouth, telling your friends about it. So thank you guys so so much for being with me on this journey. Whether you came from the beginning, gosh, my first episode I think was April seventeenth, twenty nineteen, as far as I remember. It's almost been two years. It's so crazy. I am so lucky and grateful, and I love this podcast so much, so thank you guys for being here. We do have a lot in store for this episode. I wanted to make it special, but a couple few things before we hop into the interview with one of my favorite YouTubers. I'm so excited. Okay, I'm bringing all the energy today. First and foremost, because it's the 100th episode, I wanted to do something special, so I decided to do a giveaway. I love doing giveaways over here, so this is what I'm giving away. I'm giving away any item you guys want on the Rave Culture Cast merch line. Whatever you want. Hoodie, hat, sweatshirt, whatever. We'll talk about it. You can pick out whatever you want and I will send that to you. Um, Thank you guys so much for anybody who's supported the merch line so far. Spoiler alert. I may or may not have a lot of merch coming your way, you guys. Stay tuned. (laughs) There might even be a drop as soon as this month. I don't know. We'll see. Stay tuned. But anyway, this is how you enter to win. So I did this before in the past. All you guys have to do is write a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. So you know how I always tell you to rate and review. If you guys want to win the giveaway, write a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, And do not forget to share or write your social media handle or an email so I can contact you. Otherwise, I will not know who to reach out to. Um, entries must be in by next Wednesday the 24th um, yeah and I'm gonna pick a random person I'm just gonna put all your handles in a random name generator and pick from all of the people so go ahead and do that guys good luck um, the second thing I want to mention is I'm collecting submissions for a new episode I haven't done a solo episode in quite a minute so I really wanted to talk about how we're all feeling about music festivals and live events coming back. I know this is a very controversial subject. I've talked about it a little bit in our Facebook group community, but I I really just wanted to give you guys my thoughts on what's happening, but I also really want to get your thoughts and opinions because I think it's like people are all over the place about how they feel about events returning. So tell me how you feel about it. Email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com. That's raveculturecast at gmail.com. You can just put the headline festivals reopening or festivals coming back, whatever you want to do. Um, And just tell me your thoughts and opinions on it either way, whether you think it's too soon or you're ready for them or blah, blah, blah. I don't want this to be political or anything like that, but um, I just want to have an open and honest conversation about it and tell you guys how I'm feeling. So yeah, so send those in over the next two weeks and then I will do a whole big episode all about that. Okay, quickly, let's do our affirmation of the week. So I love affirmations. I do them every single morning. I have affirmation tarot cards or not tarot cards, but affirmation cards that I pull. Um, And these are just things that you can say out loud, write them down. Um, They're just kind of like mantras or the more you say them and the minds that you have behind them, they can sort of just like come to be, you know, if you put the right energy behind them. So this one was very fitting with the topic Olivia and I are going to talk about today. But our affirmation of the week is, As I do what I love, money and abundance flows freely to me. As I do what I love, money and abundance flows freely to me. I thought that one was perfect. I feel this one extra hard right now. I firmly believe that when you finally find that thing you were meant to do in life or that passion or something that like lights you up, it doesn't feel like work. Like you just know in your gut you were born to do it. I just feel like doors start opening to you and opportunities start coming. And again, money and abundance, like those things start to come when the universe is aligning and they're like, this is it. This is what you were supposed to do, and we're gonna make it happen for you. So that's where that affirmation of the week comes from, Olivia. Um, we're going to get into her story here, but she is a YouTuber full time. She's built her whole career. She's a lady boss and she made things happen for herself. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Um, she and I first bonded over EDC. She found my videos. I've been watching her channel for like at least four years at this point. And yeah, we're going to chat about all these kinds of things. Um, we're going to talk about festivals in California, her YouTube growth and career and journey. She's going to give a lot of tips and advice Um, And of course, I figured at the end, I decided not to do a full episode on your craziest festival stories. I just decided against it and made that personal decision. However, a couple of you guys did send stories in for it and I didn't want to forget about you. So I picked three and we're going to read those at the end of the episode just as a celebration for this hundredth episode. So you'll get a kick out of that. Anyway, I've been blabbing long enough. You guys, please join me in welcoming Olivia Cara to the podcast. All right, you guys. Well, we have a very special guest today for our 100th episode. She's looking like a badass with all her tats and her pink hair. (laughs) One of my favorite YouTubers, Olivia Cara. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course. We have a lot to chat about today. First of all, I was going to start off by saying... I thought our first meeting was going to be at EDC 2019, and here we are two years later on a podcast, but this is great. (laughs) I know. I was just thinking about that today. I was like, we were
1: supposed to meet at EDC, and then we like voice memoed afterwards and like talked a little bit, but I was so sad I didn't get to meet you there, but I'm happy we get to do this today.
0: I know, and that's what I was thinking about. I was like, I can't believe that was two freaking years ago. Like, it literally feels like it was yesterday. It really does, but also feels forever because we haven't been to EDC yeah. in two years. Oh my God, I'm so oh sad. My God. Yeah, and so everybody listening, we're going to chat a lot about like raving and festivals. Olivia's out in California, so I'm going to pick her brain about like all the events out there, um, and then we're going to talk about her YouTube career, all that fun stuff, and another thing I have to mention before we get started is I knew we would get along because our astrology charts are very similar. <laughs> yes, oh my gosh. Wait, you have to remind me what is yours again? So I'm, uh, my sun sign is Pisces and then I'm a rising cancer Taurus moon
1: and you're like flipped, right? Love that. I'm a Scorpio sun, a cancer moon, Taurus rising.
0: Okay. So very
1: similar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know that much about, I don't, the rising and like moon, I don't know as much, but like my best friend is a Scorpio. So I love Scorpios and they always get a bad rap. I don't know why. I love my water signs.
1: (laughs) We get the worst rap. Absolutely. I mean, water signs were very emotional. You know, yep. so having like two water signs, I you have two water signs yep. too, right? You're two water and earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're very emotional, but we're also freaking awesome. So.
0: But very creative, you know. Yeah. I feel like yeah, and loving and caring, all those good things. I'm just hyping us up here. No, <laughs> at the beginning <laughs> of the episode. No, but um, I also have to ask you too. How many tattoos are you up to now?
1: Oh my god, that's a really good question. Um, one, two, three. I probably have like ten. I have like one behind my ear. Um, oh my I have two on my legs. Oh my gosh, probably more than 10. I don't know. I haven't got a lot
0: this year though, right?
1: I did. I've been getting them really, really fast. Yeah. Like during the pandemic, I was like, I don't really have anything to do. So might as well just get tatted. Oh
0: my God. That's awesome. You want to be an artist?
1: yeah partially um one of the artists like some of my first tattoos are from an artist in San Diego because that's where I'm from Okay. um and then the rest are from like two different artists up here I just kind of go to like whoever's available but yeah. there's this one girl her name is Medea and that's like the girl I'm going to now and she's like more
0: my regular now so oh my god I know she's every really time good. I see you pop up with a tattoo I'm like oh I get <laughs> that itch again because it's been like t- it's been two years for me since I got my last one do you have any I have a bunch my last one was my like my roses on my arm. I So cute. Love That was my set. I think I have seven now just like, but over the years I did them very spread out, like every one year, every two years. And so, and now I just like, I've taken a pause, but I want to get tarot cards as my like next Ooh. tattoo. So I'm, I just, I'm waiting.
1: <laughs> I love that. I've seen a few people with those look so good.
0: Yeah. I can't decide on the card. That's the problem. Cause I just started reading them like a, about a year ago and I'm like completely obsessed with them. So I'm just trying to figure out what card and like who, who to go to there's, I mean, in New York, there's so many talented artists, so I'm just yeah. saving up a little bit and then I'll go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we kind of skipped ahead here, but I'm going to bring it back. Can you do a quick <laughs> little introduction to yourself, where you're from, what you do, the whole, whole nine yes. yards?
1: Hi, guys. I am Olivia Cara. I am a YouTuber and, like, social media person. Um, I'm from San Diego, California, currently living in Orange County, California. Um, and, yeah, I just pretty much work online, and I love to rave. So
0: that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's how I originally found you. It was definitely – it was either from your storytime videos or it was one of your vlogs on your channel. I don't remember which yeah. one, but it was – I mean, now, like, thinking about it, it must have been, like, f- at least four years ago – that you found my channel probably yeah it's kind of because if EDC was two years ago i already knew you well at that point so maybe yeah Yeah. something like that it's been a long time how long have you been on youtube
1: i have been on youtube since 2015 so i guess that's almost six years that's crazy yeah um yeah Yeah. it's been a while but that's that's so cool that you have found me for that long i found you a few years ago as well i started watching your edc like prep videos and i loved them so much it would get me so excited um, I started going to EDC in 2017. So I feel like I've probably known you since like 2017.
0: So that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely miss all the, the rave content. I'm just gonna skip ahead. I'm gonna ask you some questions about YouTube, I guess here to get started. Sure. Um, okay, tell me what was the first video you posted on YouTube? Do you remember? Okay, so the very first
1: video I ever posted, which I kind of have like a little backstory, if oh, you please. care to hear that. But yep. um, I guess I can start with that. Okay. So I have always wanted to be a YouTuber. It was like always in my heart. It was always a dream. Like me and my mom lived with her ex-boyfriend at the time back in like 2015. And I remember sitting around the table with like his family and he was like, so what do you guys want to do for a dream job? And I was like, I want to be a YouTuber. And he was like, oh, like, that's not a real job. Like you can't do that. Like literally shot down every hope I had about YouTube. Oh no. And it didn't make me like, you know, give up or anything because I had been trying to make videos since about 2012. Um, I started with my best friend at the time we made this channel called R-Take tv which is the same channel I actually use now and have grown on Um, but it was called Take tv like if you literally go to youtube.com slash take tv it still will take you to my channel right now and it was like me me and her doing like little skits and stuff so embarrassing I'm so glad I don't have those videos (laughs) um we probably got to like 500 subscribers and then we like gave up you know um, and then I had tried two other times by myself on the same channel to make videos. And I gave up, always gave up. Mm-hmm. And then um, th- I think I got, I quit. I quit my job um, in 2015 because it's just the management was terrible. I have a story time about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like just I, not my thing. I don't like authority really. I don't like bosses. Like I yeah. want to be my own boss. I always knew that. Mm-hmm. And so like I wasn't getting along with the manager and um I quit and so you know I was living with my dad at the time and I was just like I don't know what to do with my life like I what do I do I just quit my job and so he was like okay since you have like YouTube on your mind all the time you've been wanting to do this and you don't have a camera right now I'm gonna buy you a camera but you have to promise me that you are going to like do this like not just like give up like you have in the past because Mm, I didn't have a camera so yeah so we went on um I think it was like offer up or something like that. And I found a really nice camera for like $350 and we went and we got it. And that was literally why I'm a YouTuber now and why I've like built this career and like have made money off of it. it was because my dad was like, I'm gonna get you this, but you have to be consistent. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> um, awesome. Good for yeah. your dad. Oh yeah. <laughs> He's amazing. I love my dad. Shout out to you, dad. Probably not watching this, but hi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Well, and like, I mean, I think what's really cool too is like seeing your evolution on YouTube. Cause like, it's, you know, more than anybody, like how much the platform has changed. So I was going to ask too, like, if you could sum up your journey from then until now, like how has yeah. it been? For you? How has the growth been? Of
1: course. Okay. So yeah, um, yeah. So when I started, also I think your first question was what was my first video. My first video was mm-hmm. my tattoos, which is funny because oh, we were really? just talking about that. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, that was my first video in 2015, and um, it's it's been a journey. So I think right when I started, story times were blowing up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, probably a lot of people watching this, including yourself, know who Tana Mojo is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe she's a story time YouTuber. She's like really big, um, and she was like starting to do story times as well as like a few other girls, and. I was like, I feel like I was almost in the right place at the right time. And it was kind of luck because I had so many stories. Like I had so much crazy stuff happen to me um, in my teen life and everything that I was like, this is like my niche. Like this is my my niche because I have so many stories I can tell to entertain people, I'm funny, sad scary, like whatever, you know, yep. I had so many stories. So I was like, I'm going to hop on this wave because this is obviously popping on YouTube right now. And I fit into it perfectly. So mm-hmm. I started making story times. Um, and that was really good for me. Um, since I was like on the wave, I was growing pretty fast. I would say my, I, my fastest growth is definitely like 2015 to 20 2016. Okay. Um, that was like the fastest growth. It was just like all up, like that's crazy. I don't know how that's even possible. But like at one point I was getting like a million views, 2 million views, like 500K. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, what the heck? Like, it's still so crazy to me because it's so hard to stay relevant like yeah. get news and everything now. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and like, so that was like amazing, right? So I move out of San Diego. I come to Orange County just to live on my own. I get my own apartment. I'm like, okay, I can do this. Um, Start making good money off of it. And I think I reached like, 400k within the first year and a half that's um awesome. which i'm only at like 400 something k now like if that kind of tells you how youtube is right um but but yeah it, it was a lot and then um 2017 the apocalypse hit mm-hmm. which a lot of people might know about so we were making like great money for our views and everything and then um all the ads pulled out because of like bad publicity or something i'm still not 100 percent sure but basically every everyone's money just went
0: just yeah. to pay. Yeah. Just yeah.
1: Like it was scary. Like I remember right when I found out that this was happening and like started to see the numbers dropping, I like mm-hmm. literally just had to like grab a bottle of alcohol and like drink all night. So I was like, this is so scary. Like this is yeah. my job. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like I'm getting fired right now, even though I'm not like, it's, it's, it was so scary.
0: And it's out um, of your control too. That's the other thing. Yeah. Completely. Like you're still doing what you're doing. Like nothing has changed on your end. It's just the platform, which is exactly. Yeah. That's what hurt the
1: most is like, none of us are doing anything different we're still putting in the work Mm -hmm. we're still putting in the effort we're still engaging our audience yet we are literally not getting compensated anymore yeah and i I also think that was like uh where the rise of like patreon came in and stuff Mm -hmm. um and then OnlyFans was later and stuff but like patreon and like all the other ways of income that youtubers do i feel like Mm kind of stemmed from that for sure um so that was difficult and then yeah it was just like i continued doing videos story times, Well, obviously once you do story times for a while, you kind of run out because you don't have a million stories to tell, yeah. you know, I only had a certain amount, so I just kind of started switching my channel over to, like, rave vlogs and, like, random videos and stuff, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, in the last, or, wh- okay, I think it was 2019, I did, like, a weight loss journey video series, that was mm-hmm. really good, everyone loved that, um, I definitely want to keep making those kinds of videos, I haven't done that in a while, yeah. And that was like a new thing I added to my channel. But to be honest, I don't even know what I'm doing half the time. I'm just having <laughs> yeah, fun, <I> feel you. <laughs> and like, I just want to entertain people and like help people in any way. But yeah, yeah, it's it's been a journey. It's been a freaking journey,
0: <laughs> girl. Yes, it has. I mean, it is. It's so crazy though. I was gonna say too. I feel like even as you get older, people's channels like naturally evolve with them as a person too. Because exactly. yeah, like you're obviously gonna do crazier things when you're in like your teen years and early twenties, and then it's going to change. But I feel like you, you've always done a really good job about being like very, very open and vulnerable with your audience, which I I just wanted to get your perspective on it. Cause like, how does it feel to share your life online? And then people who are complete strangers, like literally feel like they know you. Like, I felt like I knew you for the longest time before I actually met you. It's so, yeah,
1: that's so cool. I think it's so freaking cool. Like you know, I share everything for a reason because I just, Mm -hmm. I want to help people. I want to like connect with people. Um, I love that. I think that's so cool. Obviously there's some things I'm like, okay, maybe I've shared too much, but (laughs) like- it's so cool to me. I don't really mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. just naturally like an open book, I guess. But yeah, that's so cool. It makes me so happy when people or like whenever I've met subscribers in public, they're like all excited. I'm like, you're you're excited to see me, like right. me, like what? What is so special about me? But like, you know, I think my videos <laughs> helps people or entertain them, and I'm like,
0: okay, that's cool. You know. Yeah, yeah, and especially now too, because I'm sure you can relate. You spend most of your time alone right like you're at home talking to a <laughs> camera filming alone and so you don't so I feel like sometimes your brain doesn't equate like how many people like you were talking at one point hundreds of thousands of views like I feel like it's hard to like put it's a surreal feeling because you're just yeah. filming alone in your home sharing your oh. life and you forget there are people watching totally totally
1: it just it yeah. never felt real I think the most time yeah. I ever felt like real and I could like see the faces was VidCon 2016 and like there was just Mm. so many people around me and like my friends at the time that were also YouTubers. And it was just like, what is this? Like, this is real life. Like, it was so crazy because yeah, it's just like, you don't think they're even real people. Like how could this many people be interested in me? But like, it's actual people, like it's crazy. Oh my God.
0: Do you think a large number of your audience are people who came from the rave and music festival community? Or do you think a lot of it was a story times? I Think definitely majority was like story times and probably pre raving. I know I have a lot of rave
1: followers now, probably a lot on like Twitter and Instagram and stuff too, because I Mm -hmm. post a lot of rave content on there. But, um, yeah, still majority is probably from like the older days and stuff. But I would love like a bigger rave audience. And but I think it's still a pretty good amount of people that follow me for raving, yeah,
0: yeah. I know, I would hope so, (laughs) yeah. I think so. And I, I mean, I was gonna bring up the weight loss journey as well. Cause I remember when you did that whole series, like I had a similar thing where I like yo-yo died and lost weight as well. And I love that you shared that one. Cause I thought the videos were super interesting, but I feel like when you share the things that are actually happening in your real, real life, like that's where people can relate to you the most yeah. as well.
1: Yes. A hundred percent. And I know I've helped people also start their own journey, which is like so mm-hmm. dope to me, like I, that I could just help people get healthy and and whatnot, but yeah.
0: That's amazing. And any tips and advice for people? Because I feel like a lot of people say like, oh my god, it's too late. It's 2021. I haven't started my channel yet. But like any tips or advice you'd give people who want to start still?
1: I think my biggest advice that I followed myself, which was when I saw the most growth is consistency. That's Mm -hmm. just like literally the key consistency is key with YouTube. Um, If you tell your subscribers, you're going to upload Mondays and Fridays, which was my schedule in the very beginning. I never missed a single day. I remember wanting to skip a day and talking to my YouTube friends at the time. I was like really small, Um, Mm -hmm. but I was talking to them and they were like, no, you just got to get up and do it. Like stop being lazy, like do it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I posted it that day, the the Friday or whatever day it was, Mm -hmm. and it just kept the flow. And I never skipped an upload for like a year and a half, which is my fastest growth. That's so awesome. I would say consistency is so key pick a niche, you know, like, if you're a vlogger, do vlogging, if you're want to do story times, you can still tell them even though they're not as pop like you could totally still grow from that. Um, mm-hmm. Or whatever else, like dieting, cooking, anything, just be consistent and be like passionate yep. about what you do. Um, and entertaining for sure. Just like be yourself.
0: Yeah, that definitely is a huge part of it, too. I think like, um, Cause I'm, I'm working now with like students that I'm teaching in like my social media courses. And the other thing too, is like definitely to be engaging and keep your energy up. Cause I think you yes. forget that on camera, you, you kind of just have to keep, it's like your personality times 10 a little bit. You're just yes. very hype.
1: <laughs> a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. You kind of got to like up the energy, but. Yes. you know still be yourself but like up the
0: energy to keep people excited and engaged <laughs> totally yeah and can you talk a little bit about OnlyFans too like how has that changed everything for you I loved your video you sure. just put out oh thank you so
1: much yeah I mean just like I was talking about earlier with like Patreon and stuff I feel like OnlyFans has been a way for a lot of YouTubers to just like kind of make up that missed money and just like be able mm-hmm. to live and like create, you know, and not have to like do a nine to five or anything. So I-, I chose to do OnlyFans in 2019. Um, it's been good. It's been great. I feel like I was one of the first like ones kind mm-hmm. of to start it on social media and then it became very normal for like YouTubers to do it. Yeah. Um, so that was crazy because um, yeah but it's been really good it's it's fun um I love like connecting with my subscribers on there and just like messaging them everyone's really polite too it's like awesome. I don't think it's like as weird as people think it is like everyone's just yeah. really cool and it's just, just there to like support me and um yeah it's been cool like That's just awesome. take pictures of myself in cute little outfits and I love shopping for the outfits it's so fun and yeah um yeah my boyfriend's like does content with me and my friends, like my best friend Ali Harnesti. She like we'll take cute little pics together, kind of like awesome. it's close enough to like rave outfits. Like we'll just be in like
0: cute little outfits and just like mm-hmm. I don't know. People want to watch us and subscribe to us. It's crazy. Good for you, get that coin. <laughs> I was gonna say it's it's so cool to see your your just like growth in general because I remember oh my god I would watch some of your videos and I'd be like motherly being like, Olivia, what did you do? Like when I forget what it was, but there was like stuff you would talk about different, like financial decisions you had made and things like oh, that. Yeah. And Now to see you now, like totally blossoming, killing it, doing nothing yes. is awesome.
1: Yes. That was a huge thing was I had gone through a lot of financial things. I was not good with my money. And obviously at some points it's like when you're a YouTuber and you get opportunities, like, you know, you get these huge brand deals and then you just mm-hmm. like blow your money. Cause you're like, you've never had that kind yeah. of money before yeah. and i was so terrible with it like i oh, i just can't even i <laughs> i got a range rover at one time and i had to give it back okay that's how terrible like yeah. i have a whole video on it yeah you probably saw it the financial <laughs> I remember. yeah so terrible and i was like okay like we are going to change this okay and uh, with at nocturnal mm-hmm. I was kind of lit I was on an acid trip and that is when I decided to make my OnlyFans because I was like mm-hmm. I never to not I, I always want to be able to go to these festivals mm-hmm. and so I was like I can't really afford them like I'm scraping by paying rent mm-hmm. these festivals right now yeah. I want to be able to never question if I can go to the next rave like that was my thought process mm-hmm. and that's like why I started OnlyFans side note awesome. um but yeah, I was I was not that good with money as well. So it was good to like have another avenue to make me money because I mm-hmm. feel like I was putting all my eggs in the YouTube basket. Yeah. Um. So that helped so much. And now I'm like way, way better. And I'm a saver now, not just a spender. So-
0: Nice, oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel like- <sighs> I'm similar to you in that, like, I like to have the security of knowing, like, you can make your own money or like, there's always opportunities to make more money. And like, once you get into that mindset of like, not stressing too much, because you know, like, okay, I'll just come up with something or a different avenue or passive income. And like, I will make more money so that I can afford things I want. Yeah. Beyonce is really good at that. Like, I'm more like nervous, like I can't afford that. And he's like, no, you're supposed to say like, okay, I'll work X more hours to, so I can buy whatever I want. Like, stop thinking you can't afford things. Think of ways you can earn more money so you can buy whatever the hell you want. And once you have that switch in your mindset, like you, you're trying different avenues. You have a bunch of different things going on. I feel like you're your own boss at that point, And you're a little bit more financially free, which is a good That's place so to be true. in. Yeah. So true. So true. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's talk raves and festivals. I'm so excited. Okay. Ooh, Can you tell me, take me back. What was like the first, yeah, what were the first few events that you ever did for the dance music industry?
1: Of course. Okay, so little backstory. In high school, I would go to these little San Diego raves and I took a big break. So um, I think in 2012, I went to this rave called Scream. And if anybody watching this Knows DJ Blend. Do you know who DJ Blend is? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it was like I don't know if he was like a San Diego like DJ or Local. something. But he was like, yeah. yes, he was the coolest thing. Like so cool. So I go to these little raves in high school, and it was like so lit. I fell in love with EDM. Like I was one of those girls or people that was like, I don't even want to tell people I like Skrillex because they're gonna think I'm weird. Like I was like one of those people, you know. And um, I loved EDM, and then. Pretty much from, like, 2013 to 2016, I just, like, did not listen to it. Like, I I just totally forgot about raving. I'd never gone to a festival. Everyone was like, you have never been to a festival or, like, mm-hmm. anything like that? I'm like, no, I just, I don't know. I just don't even like eating that much. I, uh, yeah, I took a yeah. big break. I don't know why, because I love it so much now. It's literally my heart and soul. Like, how yeah. I didn't like it a few years ago was crazy to me. But, um, so, I went to a few little raves, and then in 2017... My first like real event, I guess, was LED Presents in San Diego. Um, My old coworker, Sydney, she had like invited me out. Um, So I drove down one night and we went to LED. I think the acts were first, oh, Lost Kings, which I love, Lost Kings, R.L. Grime, and somebody else. Shoot, I'm forgetting. But it was like those two for sure. Fell in love with both of them there. Um, And it was so
0: fun. It was, yeah, a great time. Damn, and then it just I, did. It just go from there. Like, did you go to a lot of shows after that and festivals?
1: Yes. So, um, I went to EDC right after. Oh no, no, I went to Beyond because that was like right after. Nice. So okay. So yeah, got introduced, like fell absolutely in love with it. Um, immediately bought my tickets to Beyond mm-hmm. and um EDC right after of course and it was literally I've just been to every single rave since I don't think I've missed one like I that's awesome. I don't know <laughs> it's it's literally been crazy it's such an addiction um it's a problem but yeah. it's the problem ever
0: wait talk to me <laughs> so okay because I haven't ashamed I still haven't been to a rave or music festival in California it's gonna happen after this shit is done no with but how far are you from like it's the Nas Center right Mm-hmm. Yeah. How far is it? Um,
1: yes. I am about maybe like 50 minutes with no traffic.
0: Okay. So, you, will yeah. you just drive there and drive back? Or do you normally like stay at a hotel or something?
1: Uh, we usually just drive there, drive back um, okay. because we literally go to everything. So, I feel like a hotel is a little extra, you know? Yeah. Um, or we've Ubered, you know, if okay. we want to get lit. So, yeah. uh, or we'll Uber. It just depends. <laughs> but it's okay. pretty close. It's not far.
0: And have you done pretty much like all of the Insomniac? festivals out there so far
1: yes i have done beyond wonderland (laughs) edc nocturnal hard summer um i've been to the park and raves which is a whole other um nice okay countdown
0: escape everything you've done all of them damn okay so the ones i'm well hard summer i know you had a vlog on hard summer remember that one yes what did you think of escape
1: I, I like love that Escape. That, you do? It's amazing. It's one of my top favorites for sure. I mean, if you love Halloween, you're obviously gonna love Escape. Yeah. Everyone's just in costumes, everything's scary. Like, you know, the vibes are just like immaculate at Escape. I don't know what it is. I love Escape so much. That's um, awesome. And last year, Insomniac is amazing. I'm such an Insomniac stand and I will Same. always be. They just <laughs> do it up so good, you know, yep. and like, Escape was done up to such a different level last year. Like, they just the amount that they upped it, even from 2018 to 2019, was crazy. Mm-hmm. And there was like little walk through, like neon light things. There was like this thing called Crazy Town, I think, or something. I don't yeah, know. I crazy town.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: it was just like this whole town, and you could just like do all this stuff, and like, oh, it's just so amazing. And there's always so really dope. good. Like, days.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it always looks so good. That's what I can't just like, okay, this is a good question for you. Cause you know, a lot of those events are two day events. So obviously like coming from New Jersey, it's a six hour flight for me to get to California, but they are so ama- amazing. in the production, like lineups, like all that's going to be incredible. So I've always just like wondered which one would be worth flying out for. But I mean, I've heard just nothing but amazing things about that nocturnal and beyond. So I'm like, yes. maybe I just have to do all of them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I guess.
1: Noct- nocturnal. I mean, Beyond is amazing. I love it. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say my personal favorites are Nocturnal and Escape. I feel like if you were going to fly out for everything, it would be one of those. And it depends Mm -hmm. if you want to camp or if you just want like a Halloween vibe because the camping does make Nocturnal really special. Um, I think that's like the best part about it um, because it's just such an experience camping. That's the only Mm -hmm. festival I think I've ever camped at thus far. So um, they're both amazing. I mean, I love all of them, but those ones
0: are like special in their own ways, you know? And he's going to, I mean, that was the the thing that they said, like they were going to leave Glen Helen, but then they were like, okay, because of COVID and everything, we're going to do it one more year there. So I feel like it will be special for everybody who gets to go do it like one more time. Cause then it'll be interesting to see what he chooses after that.
1: I know. I saw something that like, there was a chance that they weren't even going to be able to have it this year. Mm. Um, If it does happen this year at Glen Helen and he was like, I'll keep you updated and stuff. So I think there's even a possible chance that it might not happen at Glen Helen this year, which would be heartbreaking. I still don't really understand why,
0: um, but I don't know. I I mean, I feel for you guys out there because like New New York and New Jersey were pretty like strict this past year with the pandemic and everything. But even for you guys, I mean, Insomniac obviously is like based out of there and you have all of the events and they've been so strict, it seemed like. But you said you went to the park and rave. What show did you go to? I have been to
1: three. Um, okay. I, I went to Keizo and, um, uh, adventure club, I forgot, okay. I was going to say adventure time, Yeah <laughs> <laughs> adventure club in October. And then I think we took a big break and the one that we just went to was nightmare um, nice. last month. Amazing. Awesome. I love nightmare so much. Um, That's so dope. Yeah. We felt like if we were going to go to the park and raves, like let's be in the front row so we can just like have all the lights and the music in our face, you know, mm-hmm. just like get like the ultimate experience. So. Um, we got the front row every single time, which was iconic. Nice. Yeah, uh, because it kind of is like first come first serve. So we just always were like, we got to be on time. We got to be on time. Mm-hmm. We got the front row. Amazing production. Honestly, you can see the DJ right there, which I love. That's like so cool. Like you're a real person, you know. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was just it was a great experience. They're just amazing. They always do everything so good.
0: Yeah, it looks and their lineups are always so amazing. I'm like, are I know. you? Amazing? Did I not I know? know. Are you a bass head or are you like into house music? Oh. I know some of your favorite artists. I think, but
1: yeah, I like. I'm just a mix of everything, but like definitely a bass head. Um, a lot of the time, you know. Yeah. I'm
0: like huh, rolling <laughs> <laughs> I'm Feeling like, some type of way. No, you're. I've I've told you. I've said foul things on this. Show.
1: I know. I was dying at what you said. But yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm but um. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm. It's, just depends on the mood like um whatever snake hips is whatever genre that is I that's who I was thinking
0: of I know yeah. you talked about them a lot yeah obsessed with them like obsessed with them Like <laughs> I love that see I love when like you're an example of that but I love when somebody says a favorite artist and it's not somebody that a lot of people say like one of my yeah. friends is obsessed with Valentino Khan who's like a very popular artist but I never hear somebody say him first and she's yeah. like obsessed with him so i just love when somebody says an artist that like not everybody always says but yeah. snake hips, I, I haven't seen them live yet i need to get on that
1: girl so oh good. my gosh <laughs> snake hips on edc 2019 day three was life-changing mm-hmm. so good and then the visuals at cosmic meadow i will literally never forget it it was yeah. so they're they're just so good they're such a vibe like if you want to vibe out and like groove
0: like you want like movie okay i've got to go see snake hips oh my god this is making me feel pain because I honestly like this is a beautiful. Th- we're we're going to get into EDC conversation in a second here, but like, I'm the same as you. I like not mixed genre festivals, but I like the obviously EDM festivals that have all the stages. Cause it just depends on your mood. Like, yes, you have your favorite artist you want to see, but like, I'm getting more into like techno now. And obviously I'm a house head, mm-hmm. but like, if I just want to go to neon garden and like listen to techno for two hours, but then I can go to Basehead and like, be a fucking I don't even know I go nuts I can go do that too and I just I miss having the options
1: (laughs) the best part about it you just bounce around yeah oh my god that that is the one thing about the parking race too I love them but like you're you have to you're like forced to watch Mm. the whole thing and I was I was very like bounce around so it was like my squad and everything and my boyfriend so like that makes the parking race not as great as a festival, I guess, but yeah.
0: still amazing. It'll do for now. Okay. So mm-hmm. let's tell me the story or tell the audience the story of how you met your boyfriend. <laughs> yes, of course. Okay. So
1: it's like too funny to me. It's still I, I know, it
0: really seems unreal.
1: <laughs> it, it does, right? So um, this was in 2017. And this was also like after I kind of like got over a little heartbreak too. So it was like the perfect timing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um And I was on Omegle because I made like Omegle videos for YouTube. So I would just like troll people, you know, how people do that. So I like some of my videos have so many views for for Omegle. It's crazy. And um, I was making this video and I was like, I was probably filming it for like an hour or two. And I was like, Hey, I'm not really like vibing with anyone. This isn't good. Like and I have this on video. This is on YouTube. And I was like, That's let me awesome. type in EDC and see if anyone is going to EDC. Because this was like my uh, third rave that I was going to have gone to. This was like right okay. when I started raving. So I was yep. like so hyped to meet people going to EDC. So I was like, oh my God, I'm going to type in EDC. Type in EDC. And I think he was the first one that popped up. And it was Sebastian, my boyfriend. And he had EDC <laughs> typed in as well. So he had like a big bong in his hand. He was just like super high. like. <laughs> looking for people going to EDC and um so was I so we were just like oh my god this is crazy and like the first thing I said to him was like you're so cute or something like that (laughs) we just like immediately hit it off and like started flirting and um found out that we only lived like an hour away from each other which is crazy because you it literally could be anyone across the world you're being matched with yeah I mean obviously we had EDC typed in but still you know it could be anybody so um So yeah, we just got to talking, found out we lived close and then just like texted for about a month um, and found out that he didn't have a group to go with anymore. Um, So I was like, do you want to come with my group? And I don't even think we had met yet, but I was like sure about him and he was sure about me. And so we met once before EDC 2017 (laughs) and had like a little date, like he came over, it was great, Um, definitely liked each other. And then- we knew we were about to go to EDC like a week later. How crazy is that? That I barely knew the guy and he's yeah, like to yeah. EDC with me. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, just basically our love story started at EDC. Once we went, like day one, I like because I don't know, I was very standoffish as well. Like I was very like used to getting my heart broken and like just mm-hmm. being in bad relationships. So I was right. like, you evolve. know, he's
0: just yeah, yeah. Like he's
1: being so nice to me. Like he's so sweet. Like there's <laughs> no way. Like I know. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I wasn't even sure about it. And then just like experiencing the rain with him, like just, just really opened my mind up to just be like, he is totally like what I need, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had like the best next few days. And afterwards I got super sick. And so did my best friend and we, t- he took care of us and I was like, okay, he's definitely the oh. one. And then shortly
0: after <laughs> I asked to be his girlfriend and we moved in together. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, super I didn't know fast. you moved in together that soon. Super fast. Like did he move fast. into your apartment? Yes.
1: So I okay. was living by myself and he was living like an hour away with his aunt and uncle. That's who raised him. Okay. And um he was just over every moment of every day. And it was just like a natural, you know, like you're basically moved in now. Like it wasn't right. like we agreed upon it. It just like happened because we were literally inseparable so and still are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. See, I love this story because like, I know there are probably people listening. Like I feel like we get it. Like if you're in this community, you get yes. it. Like so many of us have like it sounds nuts to other people, but like you meet people online and like, obviously you you talk to them, you can kind of suss out like who is a legitimate person and who's like sketchy, but it just makes sense. Like it's so easy to bring people into your rave fam or like pick people up on the way there, or like, I don't even know, meet people the first night that you become best friends with. Like, that's what happened to me. Like we met somebody the first EDC in 2015, the first night. And he's like one of my best friends now. It's crazy. Oh my but, gosh.
1: Yeah. It's oh, that's like,
0: so cute. <laughs> it just brings people together and it makes sense. So I know people listening now have probably had those moments too. Even if it's just for like the night or the weekend where you like meet someone, you're like, you're my soulmate. <laughs> you're yes. My like for the weekend.
1: <laughs> exactly. I have yeah. another story too about like my... A friend that we met in EDC 2017 is now really close to me and Seb and will always be. So it's funny that you mentioned that because yeah, I, I meet? Met, we met on um, EDC day three of 2017 and okay. we were on the bus, the shuttles. Um, I was sitting next to my best friend, Ali, and then Seb was like across the way and he wasn't sitting next to anybody. And so this guy, like, comes walking on the bus, and um, he's super tall, and he has, like, purple hair. And so, like, he's very noticeable, you know, the purple hair. Yeah. And he was sitting alone. And so just naturally, I don't really remember what happened, but, like, my boyfriend's very, like, friendly and talkative. And he was like, do you want to come sit by me and, like, come hang out? So mm-hmm. um, he was like, sure. And he came over, sat next to Seb, and they got to talking, and which I think is so cool. Um, he was actually like, briefly in Under the Electric Sky, which is, like, my favorite freaking movie ever. I love it so much. Wait, shut up. He was in that? (laughs) He was, like, in the background, but he was friends with Sadie, so the first girl. Yeah, yeah, he was, like, her friend, and, like, is from her town and everything, and you can, like, see him in it in parts, and his name is Gypsy, so I hope he's watching this. I love Gypsy so 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 much. Yeah, and then, like, we just spent, he spent the whole night with us, and um, it was my first time tripping as well, and um I remember me and Sebastian just thought he was like our spirit guide and we just like loved him so much and then we've just like literally been best friends ever since like we see him every single EDC he just texts us every year he's like I can't wait to see you guys like we have like this special bond because we met at EDC and he's just the sweetest.
0: <laughs> These are my favorite stories. I know it's like nostalgic for everybody right now, but like they're the best stories to tell. I I love that. The shuttles are a great. I always say that. I'm like, if you guys are going alone or you're a first timer for EDC, take the shuttles because you can like yes. meet so many people on the way there. Nice. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, we met our friends. Like I ended up having my like EDC crew. And then in 2017, you know, I was with my two friends. And then we met two people that we, we were, I guess they just thought we were like, really fun. Look, whatever. We're on another level, like fully enjoying Dylan Francis at main stage, like going ham. And this, like these two people tapped us on the shoulder and they were like, you're having so much fun. Can we like come dance with you? And we were like, yeah, of course. And then spent like the whole rest of the weekend. And now they're like a part of my extended rave fam. I've seen them. They came for EZU in 2019 and I saw them there. And it's like, you make the most amazing connections and meet people from like all over the world. It's like the best feeling. I can't wait.
1: That is so awesome. <laughs> I know I need them it's to come so back like right now. And <laughs> cool.
0: we'll have funny. better any any other you m- mentioned snake hips, but any other um favorite EDC Las Vegas sets that stand out to you?
1: Um EDC Las Vegas sets. Porter 2017, because that was the last time, probably only time I'll have ever seen Worlds, which is mm-hmm. my favorite album probably ever. Porter is also like one of my favorite DJs ever. Yeah. Um World was amazing definitely like got me back into EDM um in 2017 and yeah seeing him was like so amazing at Cosmic Meadow Mm -hmm. um what were some other good sets Snake Hips oh of course um we caught we got the end of millennium at EDC 2019 which Mm -hmm. was really good um, I don't know. I just there's so many good ones. I don't even know if I could choose really. Son Holo was like very memorable, it was very, very good and like emotional. I remember like trying not to cry during Son yeah. Holo at EDC.
0: Yeah. Um, you and have yeah, favorite stage any favorite stages?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think Cosmic Meadow. Yeah. I think, so I mean, yeah, it's just like the vibe of it and just like all the DJs that they usually have there is always mm-hmm. like my vibe, and just like the new. I loved the new setup that they had. Like I was used to the older Cosmic Meadow. Yeah, but just the light. It was so bright and beautiful, like and colorful. So
0: nice. But I love them all. EDC stages are just like so gorgeous and like they just do it up, you know? I am just—I was just thinking that in my head. You made me think of that. Like I wonder because, uh, you know, with EDC, like obviously main stage is new every year and then a couple of them, they keep the same. They just like upgrade them. And then like after a couple of years, they'll completely switch the design. But I wonder now, like since they'll have been off for two years, depending on when it'll come back this year. I wonder if they're going to like totally redo some of them. I don't know. I mean, budgets were probably cut because <laughs> they yeah, didn't have yeah. an event last year, but it That's will be point, interesting.
1: Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm very excited. I know they posted like some pictures on their Instagram and stuff last mm-hmm. year um, of like pieces of like the main stage and stuff. And it looked yes. gorgeous. I can't wait to see how it comes
0: together. Same. And there's going to be a new house stage, which is like, I, yeah, ha- I knew I was- 2020 I made this dramatic video but like I had gone five years in a row and then I was like gonna take a break and then COVID happens but I I remember listening to the live stream like the reveal of the lineup and he's like oh and this year for the first time ever we have a brand new stage just for like house music I was like you gotta be fucking kidding me (laughs) I know
1: the year COVID happens has to be when the new stage is coming yeah
0: (laughs) but it will be so good I mean the lineup do you have tickets
1: it will uh oh yeah of course oh my gosh I have tickets to everything just whenever
0: they happen (laughs) have you are you gonna camp or do a hotel whenever it happens
1: I'm gonna camp and I'm so excited because um you know I've heard great things about Camp EDC Mm -hmm. um and yeah we're camping for the first year we've had our RV booked for a year so we keep having to push it back but um (gasps) Yeah, we're so excited. We're going to be RV camping at EDC 2021 or
0: 2022. Whatever happens. Nice. That's so good. I know. Wait, I haven't said this anywhere, but we just got our camping passes. You're I'm camping? so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so excited at EDC shop. Yep, yep. Oh my we just, God, it I'm just so... happened. I know. Oh so God. I'll definitely see there because at least like, Oh, my I'm literally so excited. It was the craziest story, like real quick. we I put us on wait lists because whatever we were like, whenever it happens, like let's just do camping because I've done every form of transportation. I've talked about it on my channel before. like no transportation option is good. It's always traffic. like there's always something. And the last few years, I honestly have, I think the last time I stayed till the last set was like 2016 because you have to leave early to get an Uber or get a shuttle, whatever. And so I was like, fuck that. I just want to camp so that you can go in and out. You can meet so many more people. There's pre-parties, pool parties, all this shit. And so I got on the wait list in December and you know, whatever it's March. I'm like, it's weird that we haven't heard anything yet. So I emailed them just to be like, Hey, where are we on the list? And they were like, uh, you're not on the list. There's like no record of you being on here. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, what? <laughs> Check again. I have receipts. Like, I had the confirmation, so I send, I sent it to him, and he's like, no, like, I'm really sorry, we don't have you on there, but because of the circumstances, here's a link to get your Moon Glow Shift Pod, and he just gave me a link to buy one. BB, we're up. probably gonna have to cut this part out of the podcast. <laughs> That's I don't want to get in trouble so I'm, I'm gonna chillin'. have to <laughs> yeah 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 but no so yeah so we got camping passes I was like literally in tears I was, like, tears. I was so excited I can't wait that's gonna but be I'm so
1: happy fun. and now we finally get to meet oh my god yes. it's gonna be a great experience it's I know it's gonna be like the best decision ever that we're 100% because, yeah I'm just I'm yeah. so ready for it like they have roller skating they have like a pool they have all this stuff I'm like sign me up because I can go to 100%. Vegas anytime stay in a hotel but I can't do EDC can't EDC all the mm-hmm. time
0: you know what I mean yeah so I think I think the convenience of it is just going to make our lives like so much yeah. better too and yeah just in general it'll be like chill throughout the day have fun meet so many people oh okay
1: yes. it's gonna be so like, good <laughs> like remember the cold remember how cold it was horrible so, like, yep we would be able to have just like gone back in and got jackets you know but like i couldn't do that last year before i realized how cold it was like day 1 when brutal. we did not know it was going to be that cold we yep. had nothing just our little bikini outfits on you know <laughs> and um it was the coldest thing of my life so like if we were had done camp last year then 100% got
0: our jackets <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's what i'm thinking too i'm like even if i want to wear platforms for the first 3 hours i can yes. go back and take them off <laughs> yes oh my god i would love we'll to figure like,
1: it out. i i wish i could because I need them I'm literally five feet tall yeah. um I need platforms but I just like I I can't do it and it mm-hmm. makes me so sad I just I'm not good in like heels and stuff so I just wear like converse or whatever but yeah. i would love to wear platforms because the girls look so amazing like literally anybody that wears platforms looks so freaking good i love it do the
0: ones i mean yeah i wore like the really big demonia for the first time to edc orlando and like it wasn't as bad as i thought but still like you can't do anything you can't dance like or shuffle like you can't really move that much so i ended up getting the pair that's like it's a boot like a thigh high boot but it's a little bit shorter so i'm like that's like a in the in between option yeah
1: I think I might have those um like sneakers
0: with a little heel yeah they're
1: like a tall they're like a tall boot basically but they Mm -hmm. have like the tiniest heel and they're from Demonia, I believe yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah but yeah comfy shoes are a must at festivals so I'm just like screw it you know I'm gonna wear my dirty converse or whatever my old converse (laughs) because I want to be comfy I want to dance you know but hell yes all right
0: all right I want to shift gears here a little bit I want to talk about Coachella too because how many times have you done Coachella once or twice once but <laughs> you're like fuck my life no. boy do I have a story for you <laughs> yeah I know we will definitely talk about the story but in general <laughs> (laughs) I haven't done it yet. It wasn't, I didn't want to do it for the longest time. And then honestly, in the last maybe like two years, I've been like, I I probably could just to see what it's all about. Like I heard weekend two is better to go than weekend one, but I don't know. Did you do one?
1: I did weekend one. Um, but that was because at the time I was like, okay, I need to be cool and like go with the influencers, yeah, It was, it was just, I don't know. I wanted to just like, I'm also very like I wanted to go the quickest, you know, I didn't want to wait while everyone's Mm -hmm. having fun. So I was like, okay, weekend one seems about right. So, um, yeah, we went to weekend one and I was kind of the same. Like I hadn't really ever thought I'd go. Like I kind of would just be like, Oh, Coachella, whatever. Like I'd rather rave, like Mm -hmm. it's just full of like rich people, whatever. Um, and didn't really want to go until like a few months before Coachella 2019. And I was like, okay, I actually really want to go. I want to experience it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an experience that everyone should do at least once. Yeah. Um, I think it's for sure a vibe. See, I've never really been to any festivals outside of um Vegas and California. So mm-hmm. I don't know about like um Lollapalooza and things like that and like other big festivals that have like all kinds of acts mm-hmm. I pretty much only know like Insomniac Raves, that's just EDM and then Coachella yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing, um, it's it's beautiful like weekend one, um, one of the better things kind of is picture opportunities because the grass isn't like all gross from everyone right. walking around and stuff. Yeah. I know that's like silly, but like people always say that they're like, it's just way better picture opportunity weekend one. Um, but weekend two probably has better vibes. I've heard that too. Way better vibes. The vibes were a little bit off. I definitely prefer raves. Um, mm-hmm. Actually our Airbnb mm-hmm. situation was terrible, but that's like a story from oh another my God, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, go watch our vlog. <laughs> yeah, go watch my vlog. But, um, but yeah, the festival itself was, really fun. It was, you know, you could bounce around to indie music and then you could go Mm watch the medium and then, you know, whatever it was, it was a really, really cool experience. Um, and I would do it again, honestly, I would do it again. Um,
0: Any tips for first timers? Like I keep, I always hear like, I don't know. I guess the thing I would have to see in real life is like the size of this event, because I always I've watched so many vlogs and you always see everyone saying it's like it's this really, really long walk in there. And then I've also heard like you can only drink in the drinking areas. You can't walk around with alcohol, which I had no idea. That was like a rule either. It's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I forgot
1: about that. Yeah. If you wanted to drink, you had to be like in this certain area and like there was you know, guards and like police people, like making sure you did not have a drink leaving. So that was kind of interesting because it's not like that at EDC or anything, right? No, not at all. Um, So yeah, you're very like confined. Also, it is kind of weird when you're lit and then you see like a family with a stroller walk by because (laughs) I'm not used to that. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. I feel like a terrible person. There's like kids right here, and I'm like lit, you know. That's
0: gonna be that, me as a parent. I can
1: be there with like my child. Sorry, I know. I'm sorry. Like, how fun! Like that's a great experience yeah. to
0: bring your kid to, like Coachella. Yeah. That's iconic. But um, but yeah, I'm, is it okay, big? Wait. Sorry, is it like very spaced out? Like all the sages and things? Because to me, it looks like yes. it's a big, big venue.
1: It's pretty big. Um, I would say it's no bigger than EDC or. Mm-hmm. might be smaller than edc the okay. walk-in is crazy i remember you talking about that the walk-in is actually insane mm-hmm. um do not wear anything with a platform you will twist your ankle because it's like rocks like you're like climbing over rocks it's, oh it's kind of scary to yeah. get in but um the event itself is pretty freaking big there's like a lot of stages main stage is huge um yeah I'm like trying to remember I feel like we didn't get to even see as much of it which is crazy because it's like three days right Mm -hmm. um as I would have wanted to but um it's it's pretty big
0: yeah I I I don't know it always just looks so beautiful I know everybody says it's like so incredibly dusty too like you have to bring a bandana very dusty and it does get really cold at night um like
1: it's like hot in the day a lot of the times you're like sweating and then like at night you're literally freezing um so the weather's kind of interesting but um but yeah it was really fun like it was a great experience I would definitely do it again um it was cool to be able to see acts that like weren't just EDM and like Mm -hmm. really like experience new artists that you've never heard of (laughs) right um and all that so
0: crazy well it it is interesting too because I I had this as one of my questions I forgot about it but do you feel like being in this industry or just in general being like a social media influencer or YouTube, do you think there are advantages to living in California? Cause I feel like it's, it's one thing if you already live out there and you're kind of already in this world. So you might like see a lot of people you recognize or have collaborated with or something, but if you're like flying in, not from that world at all, I don't know. I feel like it's just a different experience. So yeah. Do you think there are any advantages to being out in California and being a YouTuber?
1: You know, I think, like, partially for sure, like, you know, the raves and festivals are right here, so I can go mm-hmm. pretty easily. I don't even have to get a hotel, vlog, that creates content, get Instagram content. Um, you know, it's great to be around all the action, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, LA is cool. I live, like, an hour outside of LA. I'm in Anaheim. I'm literally right by Disneyland. Um nice. So, yeah, so it's a great location. I think a lot of people move out to LA and stuff and, like, think that's, like, the thing to be an influencer, <laughs> Um, I'm from San Diego, moved to Orange County. I would be here anyway. Yeah. But um, I think it's not really that necessary. It's really mm-hmm. not. Um, it maybe helps in some ways, but like I've considered moving to like Vegas or Florida or different places. You know, I don't think you have to live here to be ex- successful whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on what you do, I guess. And for yeah. me, it's good to be close to the raves. But if I didn't what if I wasn't a raver or something, I definitely wouldn't have to live here to be an totally. influencer.
0: Oh yeah. God. I always I say that to my fiance all the time. I'm like, I, I'm i gonna be the old lady that wants to move to Vegas, by the way, because I love the dry heat out there and like I want yes. be close to the <laughs> to the EDM industry, which is Yes. Amazing. Yes, like literally
1: for that. us because we love it so much, it's like yeah.
0: good for us to be out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be in the casino with my bucket of coins, like <laughs> just going I know. crazy. That's literally me. No, doesn't oh make it seem like it was just be so fun to live in like I want to live it. I know but it's it's so hard because like I don't I mean obviously every time I go to like the strip or something like that and that's not the real Vegas like people who live there probably yeah. are like rolling their eyes but still I I just love I love the dry heat out there like I feel like I was meant for that type of weather and I kind of miss that sometimes like we're just getting over winter now in New Jersey but like fuck the snow I hate the winter time yeah like, oh not my about it at all
1: yeah I would never make it in the snow I can't even handle a rainy day in California like that's how (laughs) obsessed with like the heat I am and need the heat like I can't even handle a 65 degree day like that's how ridiculous so funny
0: Totally feel that once (laughs) once this shit is like lifted and things get better yeah I definitely want to get out there for for some shows and things like that and just stay there for some time all right we're kind of come up coming up on an hour here so I don't think I have too many more questions I want to I told Olivia I had a fun thing planned for the end here so some of you guys might remember I did like a submission for your craziest festival stories and I got a couple of them some of them were longer so I picked some short ones I figured since it's the 100th episode I was just going to read and we will react to your insane stories (laughs) so all right you ready Yes, let's do it. Okay, this, unless you said it was anonymous, I'm going to say your name. So this one was from Aaron. He said, okay, this was Lost Lands 2018. It was hot and muggy. So to counter chafing, since we all have thick thighs, we use a shit ton of baby powder. My friend went to the porta potties near our campsite and did his business. He noticed as he was leaving, he left some baby powder on the toilet seat, but paid no mind to it. As he was walking away, he heard the next guy enter and say, oh shit, someone left a bunch of Coke on the toilet seat. My friend stopped and he heard the other guy snort up some of the baby powder and start oh banging God. on the wall and says, shit, this isn't Coke. <laughs> Life lesson here is probably always test your drugs because they could be baby powder or don't take random shit you find in porter potties, especially if it's on the toilet seat. I hope you find this story funny.
1: That's crazy. <laughs> the fact that like that was definitely pre-COVID because nobody is freaking snorting anything off the
0: toilet seat these days. So that's crazy. I mean, oh my what God. What kind of level do you have to be on to snort something? Like that makes me want to puke, snort something off the toilet seat. Like, oh God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no, thank you, ma'am. I think, I mean, I probably would have turned around and been like, no, 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 no. But yeah. Oh <laughs> no. That's the one positive thing I've been hearing about like, shows post pandemic is that I mean they're saying that bathrooms and like just sanitation in general should get a lot better so that would be really nice if we could have like trailer bathrooms at every event like
1: yes let's get on that (laughs) more cleanly bathrooms would be amazing
0: (laughs) yeah that's what I've heard too actually yeah like cleaning them more often which would be very very nice okay good yeah story number two Back in 2017, I went to EDC Orlando where I traveled alone to meet with a group of friends that I had just met from a previous festival. There we go. We were talking about that before. Okay. I was still new to the scene. So I wanted to experience as much as I could as quickly as possible. So I went all in with this group. A few of the people in the group were locals. So they knew where to find certain things to enhance the festival experience. So before flying out, I asked if they could get me some stuff because I didn't want to fly in carrying anything. Fair enough. Okay. We all met up throughout... The day before day one of edc orlando and got to know each other while drinking also someone was making chocolate infused with shrooms that also plays into the story lol so day one arrives we get our party favors situated and get ready to go a person that got the press pill for us recommended that we split it and only take half each day Oh God, I can never tell where this is going. (laughs) As we arrived to the gate and begin to head in, one of the guys in the group forgot he had an extra piece of shroom chocolate. So he gave it to me and I take the whole thing, not thinking anything of it. And then they tell me they were taking small bites throughout the morning, which I didn't know. Okay, mistake number one. Spend some time inside the festival, not feeling anything. Yet I decide to move on to ecstasy and forgetting that i had never split it i panic and just take the whole thing thinking oh no he didn't want to get caught with it so he just washes it down with some water at this time most of our group had stuck fairly together fairly well until about 6 30 meanwhile it's only 6 30 p.m like (laughs) (laughs) it's very it's very early in the night my friends okay we decided to go to infected mushroom that's ironic. Where they were under a 10, as we moved through the crowd, things started to kick in, not just for me, but for everyone in the group. And almost simultaneously, we all decided to go our separate ways because there was too much for all of us. It was too much for all of us. I decided to head towards main stage and relax a bit. I was pretty fidgety and half stumbling around that a couple came up to check on me and we had a convo about where where we were from, who we were there to see. And I told them I was fairly new still and just wanted to experience it all We added each other on Facebook to keep in contact. Before they left, they decided to give me a tab and told me to hold it on my tongue, which is, wait, what? (laughs) Oh my God, no. Which I said, why not? I was already going down the rabbit hole and it was around 9 p.m. at that time. That can't be good. Right. That like taking that good. much. No. I'm oh my shocked. God. Like
1: I would die. Like just saying, like, I literally would not drag
0: that. At Guys, all. never. He's Yeah. That's why I always say like safety first, don't redose, don't mix. Like it's so yes. bad. Okay. You always take more, always start with less. <laughs> I feel like when you're in that state of mind too, for some people, like if, if he's in one, you're new. So you're probably just like, but one, you're, even though they're strangers and you might have made friends with them, you have no idea. Like you didn't test that beforehand. And two, like your inhibitions are lowered because you've been doing all these other things. Like yeah. not a good situation. And you're alone. You're not with your friends. Yeah.
1: That's crazy getting anxiety.
0: anxiety. <laughs> I know, me too. Oh yeah. that's so crazy. Okay. So it's after the that most of the night was somewhat of a blur, but two things I remember for sure was getting lost in all of the lights because EDC and somehow miraculously finding part of my group from time to time until we were all complete for the last set of the night. Needless to say, day two was a lot more chill since I decided to just stick to drinking.
1: Oh my gosh. That's okay. Honestly, (laughs) I could not imagine, but glad that that person's okay. (laughs) They're okay.
0: Yeah. Oh my (laughs) God. All right. Last one. You guys are nuts. Uh, I'm like nervous for people after like... On a serious note, I'm like nervous for people after this because, like, just take it easy, you guys. Like, I know everyone's gonna be so excited yeah. when events come out and stuff like that, but just like, test your shit, be careful, don't redose, yes. don't mix shit, drink yes. a lot of water.
1: <laughs> yes, be really very careful. Coming but out have a great time. Yeah, <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. Um, okay, story three. I attended Burning Seed in 2019, which is Australia's version of Burning Man, but a lot smaller. One of the guys I shared a camper van with went the whole festival carrying around a huge bag of thrifted jewelry to give out to people. On the second or third day, we were walking around exploring art pieces and discovered a life-size music box. It had a handle on the outside that you could turn and you could also climb inside of it. Oh, like, a okay, actual life-size. Got it. The inside was decorated and there was a lot of, there was a dancing doll in the middle. When we were crawling out, we met a couple, said hello, and my friend offered them some jewelry. The guy dug through for a bit and then pulled out a small dangly earring that was pretty sharp on the back. He joked around that he didn't have any ear piercings, but could pierce his ear with the earring. Or so I thought he was joking before we could pause and consider whether this was a good idea. He was cleaning his ear with hand sanitizer and jamming the (laughs) earring through his earlobe. Oh my God, he hardly flinched at all. And just like that, I had witnessed a guy pierce his ear. We hugged and parted ways and him and his friend went into the music box and I continued on with my night, the end.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Oh my God, you guys are nuts. And these probably are, this wasn't even scratching the surface. Like some of the other emails were bad. I was like, okay, I need to- (laughs) how funny oh my god
1: I love hearing people's experiences
0: it's so it's so fun it's I love the episodes that where I just like read people's stories because it's just like it's so funny and you guys are fucking nuts (laughs) it's so crazy oh my god this was so much fun thank you so much for coming on and spending this whole hour with me
1: Of course. Thank you so
0: much for having me. That was so fun. Two of my favorite topics is
1: like YouTube and raving. So that was so
0: fun. (laughs) Oh yeah. Tell us before I let you go, like what's coming up for you? What, what are you working on right now? Any new videos or anything like that?
1: You know, I just like go with the flow. That is my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I just kind of see where each day takes me. I don't really Mm -hmm. know. I'm just definitely working on my OnlyFans um and YouTube that's really all I'm doing right now I something in me really wants to start a business I just don't know what I want to do so Mm -hmm. I will let you know whenever I come up with something I really want to like I don't know just do something creative like create something Mm. like physical and like I don't know start a business but I have no idea exactly what I want to do yet so I just kind of take life day by day but I'm just chilling right now and uh, working on social media, I guess doing TikTok. Okay. TikTok is so fun. I'm obsessed I was with TikTok. Just gonna say your
0: TikTok, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: so fun. I don't make that many videos on it that often, but it's like so fun. But
0: yeah, I just I'm pretty much chilling, not too much. <laughs> yeah. That'd be okay. We'll have to come back to this interview in the future when you create a product or something like that. Yes, yeah, yes, it will come. I'm gonna to start a business. <laughs> it will come to you. I was gonna say, yeah, like something will just click at some point, or you'll you'll hear a message or whatever, but you'll you'll know yes. what, what it is when the time is right for sure
1: exactly exactly awesome <laughs>
0: plug plug all your social media handles where can people connect with you
1: yes okay they're like all different um definitely <laughs> check out my youtube and just search olivia Kara. um My TikTok handle is Olivia Cara, I believe. I'm kind of forgetting what my handles are. Instagram is Olivia.Cara. And Twitter is Olivia NC, as well as my OnlyFans. So Olivia I I don't know if we can like put them across the screen or something or in the description. I don't know. But um, yeah, I have like all different kinds of links. I wish they were all like the same. That would make it a lot easier, but they're not.
0: (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. I will link to everything here. Uh, Again, thank you so much for your time. of course. Oh, I just choked. Thank you so much for your time, <laughs> <laughs> puberty. <Of course. laughs> Thank
1: um, you so much for having me. Of course, me. Olivia.
0: Olivia. Sorry, yeah, I know. Oh my god, no, you're good. I can't. Oh, it's gonna be so. Bad. We'll chat off live, but Olivia, hang yes. tight. Everybody else, I will be back in just a second with EDM news.
1: Bye, guys.
0: Alrighty, you guys. I am so obsessed with Olivia. She is so so dope. I'm so glad we could collaborate on this episode you guys and celebrate 100 episodes of rave culture cast so I hope you enjoyed that Um, definitely go show her some love check her out on YouTube again she has so many like rave story times and festival vlogs and like all kinds of entertaining content you guys she's been on YouTube for six years so go binge watch Um, again you can follow her on Instagram wow puberty voice crack my voice cracked like three times (laughs) during that interview I'm leaving this all in because it's real. Anyway, I don't think I drank enough water today either. I need to get on that. Anyway, at Olivia.Kara on Instagram. Um, you can sign up for her OnlyFans. Whatever you guys are feeling, go check her out. She's amazing. Um, I'm super excited to finally meet her whenever that happens. All right, let's roll right into some EDM news here. Okay, I have a couple things. I mean, guys, honestly, so much is happening right now. I kind of knew March and April were going to get crazy because these seem to be the months like we're fluctuating here it's very much determining whether or not we're gonna have live events like in the summer so by the time I record this and then you hear it there might be like updated news but this is where we're at right now um so Insomniac announced a two-day house and techno festival called Skyline this is like old news at this point but it's incredible it's you know basically Not sponsored by, but presented by Factory 93. Um, The lineup is ridiculous. It's Blondish, DJ Tennis, Lee Foss, Maceo Plex, Nicole Mudaber, the Martinez Brothers, Annabelle England, Ungland. Sorry, I always do that wrong. Annabelle England. God. Spencer Brown, Lucati, like so many good house and techno artists. It's Memorial Day weekend in Orlando, Florida. No surprise there. Florida is basically open. Not sure if any tickets are even left at this point, but... Um, incredible, incredible. And this is part of their like Insomniac East, their new division of Insomniac, which is really cool. So they've been, I think right now, guys, like if you're in the Northeast like me, because of this pandemic, I don't think they can really announce too many shows yet, but I would not be surprised if eventually we'll get some New York and New Jersey shows out of Insomniac, but you guys have that option. Okay. Um, this was also circulating Tomorrowland. Um, there have been rumors that it could potentially be pushed back to august so i'm going to read this article from dj mag um it said tomorrowland has revealed that this year's flagship festival could take place later in the summer according to a tomorrowland spokesperson he said that holding the festival at the end of august and the beginning of september is just one of the options which could enable the festival to go ahead um and then it's, they just said like a shift of date is possible. I don't know. I'm really not sure how things are over there and what the restrictions are, but that is like the biggest electronic dance music festival in the world. It's very international. People travel from all over to go there. So July does feel a little bit early, but I don't know if one month will make a difference. Um, I'm sure any of you guys listening who wanted to go don't want it to get canceled this year, but I I have no guesses as to what is going to happen with that as long as everything's... Um, safe and people are able to travel safely um okay burning man announced their theme for this year they have not confirmed whether or not the event is going to take place but they did announce a theme so i don't know if that's going to be promising or not um but it's called terra incognita it says terra incognita translates to unknown land a very appropriate name for this year given This year's event, given the recent drought and festivals and large gatherings, the theme of this year's event is explained as an invitation to emerge from our collective isolation to explore the unfamiliar contours of a changed world and to reimagine ourselves, our community and our culture in ways that might not have been possible before this period of plague and pause. Very, very interesting. I will keep you guys posted if we hear anything about the actual dates of the event. Okay, up next, Uh, this is another interesting article I just wanted to read. So basically, 1,300 people attended an event in Amsterdam for a study, basically a study on like returning to concerts or returning to live events. Um, So that was interesting. It says, following the Dutch government's announcement that festivals could be possible in the Netherlands as soon as July, a trial event with 1,300 attendees took place on Saturday the 6th at Amsterdam's Zigadome with the aim of supporting the government in its lockdown-easing decisions. So it opened its doors for four hours that weekend, with the guests divided into five groups of 250 people, plus one of 50 with each bubble given a different set of rules. All the attendees had to present a negative test for the coronavirus 48 hours before the event. All movements and contacts were traced on the night, with precautions in place, such as one group wearing masks and another drinking fluorescent drinks to study saliva spread and reach, oh my God, attendees will be required to take another coronavirus test this coming week. This study was coordinated by the field lab for the Netherlands government. Um, so they said that they, they hope this can lead to tailor-made reopening of venues and then they're going to measure what happens. So I'm very curious to see what happens from that study. But it's cool to know that people are out there trying to bring events back. Okay. Okay. Last two things I have here. Um, Again, these are things happening in real time. Some updates on Ubby W. For those of you who didn't know, right now the festival is planning to take place at the end of April. They are moving full steam ahead. Disco Donnie, who is at like the head of the ship. He is the head guy. (laughs) He just tweeted this today on March 10th. Um, He said seven to eight artists or artist update. Seven to eight artists are being replaced because they can't get into the United States. Big question mark as to who that would be. A few artists are wobbling because of the cancel mob culture. Don't attack them. They booked this back in 2019. I'm trying to get the clear health pass buttoned up to help. We would have the final lineup in two to three weeks. So by the time this comes out, probably in another week. Very interesting. I think everybody's been questioning lineups because they're like, if people are international, what if they can't travel as soon as next month? So I think a lot of the lineups are going to kind of be up in the air. OK, last thing. This just happened like 30 minutes ago. Electric Zoo tweeted, we've got more good news coming for you momentarily. Hashtag e 2021 New York City. So you guys, could that mean that Electric Zoo is actually happening this September? Because that would be pretty crazy if they decide to move forward with it um more to come on that I will definitely keep you posted but that is very promising it's Labor Day weekend so hopefully it can happen Alrighty, you guys we made it to the end of the episode thank you so so much for sticking around with me I really really hope you enjoyed this interview with Olivia it was like honestly an honor to chat with her I seriously have been such a fan of her channel and her videos and again she's just been so like open with her life And it's been really inspiring to watch. And I cannot wait to rave with her and her rave fam. So definitely go show her some love at Olivia.Cara. Cara, Cara, sorry. I knew I was going to do that. (laughs) Um, And don't forget to enter the giveaway, you guys. So in this next week, um, if you want to win a piece of merch from the Rave Culture Cast merch line, go write a review on Apple Podcasts. Um, And yeah, and don't forget to leave an email or a social media handle so I can get in touch with you. You guys have a week to enter. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast and letting me do the damn thing. We got to 100 episodes, you guys. I, it's only going to go up from up from here and this community is growing and I can't wait to do meetups at festivals and more Zoom calls and all of the things. So thank you so much. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend today or make it your Instagram stories and tag at Rave Culture Cast. And lastly, don't forget to send in your emails on how you feel about festivals and live events returning. Spill the tea. Let me know how you're feeling. Email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com, and we will do a full episode talking about it. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening, and I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye, guys.